when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. So this past weekend, I was attempting to clean out my basement. Loaded on shelves were tons of bankers' boxes filled with personal and business records dating back all the way to the 1990s. Loaded in there were memories and important things like the title to my wife's 2003 car and the original documents when we built this house. We want to recycle as much as we can, but certain things have to be shredded like things with social security or bank account numbers. But the bottom line is, we gotta get it out. It's time to clean. Now, keeping records is a process, right? It takes time to update and file them, and usually they just sit there and do nothing until you need them. But studies have shown that people waste a lot of time looking for them or through them. On average, people can spend about two and a half days a year just filing and looking for stuff. And if you tack on how to find that information, especially in this digital world, it can get worse. Certain studies show people can waste up to 20 hours a week. But you have to organize and keep records. It's just a fact of life. By law, we have to maintain at least seven years or more of business records. Your systems have to match your needs for retrieval, but often they seem more like a chore than a way to save time in the future. Factor into that how I kept records years ago, 20 or 30 of them, is very different than today. We've all become more digital, which means organizing records and folders on a hard drive or in the cloud instead of banker's boxes, or even a mixture of both, can be daunting. Now, I've talked about this before, but I think all of us are getting a lot more pitching connects, meaning that people are getting a hold of us trying to sell us leads or services, and they're saying, we can connect you with your perfect clients. But let's face it. They're not selling you people, they're selling you data. And it's up to you whether you want to try to turn that data into relationships. But still, that data needs to be filed, retrieved, and processed, right? Let's say you take the bait and you purchase a thousand leads. They have to be filed into a system that you've created in your business. Then you have to take action. You have to contact each one of them. This could be through phone calls, emails, social interactions, but the bottom line is you have to track those interactions and tag who has responded, who showed interest, and which ones are just flat-out junk. Then, factor in if you have multiple salespeople working on that data, you have to track who contacted them, and then you've got to collect data on what was the action or result from that interaction. Finally, you have to realize at the heart of all that data is a person. Each one of them has a story, a life, with likes and hates and wants and needs. 
you have an opportunity to simply check a box and file it, or take detailed notes and store it away for easy retrieval. In other words, are any of those people CRM worthy? Now, I don't want to dig into how you use a CRM, but how do you feel about it? Is it treated like a banker's box in your basement, or is it loved and actively used? CRMs are often thought of as managing data, but you have to remember that CRM stands for Customer Relationship Manager, and in between customer and manager is a relationship. You have humans on your sales team who are building and maintaining relationships with other humans who could be prospects, customers, even past customers. We all tend to manage facts like company, organization, division, role, emails, phone, vertical, even ratings about things like funnels and engagement and activity. And these can include emails, calls, dates, meetings, purchases, orders, and more. We often train our people what buttons to push, where to save and retrieve the data, and how to manage and complete reports. But the question is, is are you investing in teaching your team how to manage relationships? As I said, on the other side of that data is a human. They have a face. They have a family. They may even have pets. They have hobbies and skills and tastes in food, art, music, and more. I'm not suggesting you play 20 questions with each person in your CRM, but if they drop a nugget like, I just went and saw the Eagles in concert this weekend, does that mean that it's gonna remain in a brain of one of your employees? By the way, a brain is a really bad database and retrieval system. So, is somebody noticing that? Is somebody putting it into your CRM? Again, it's your business, it's your system, it's your data. If you don't systematize the capturing of personal details, you're relying on someone's memory. And if that database leaves or that person quits, it's gone. It's up to you what you capture, use, and maintain. But it's also your responsibility to develop your relationship retrieval system. So let me offer you a couple of quick and simple tips. First and foremost, in your CRM, take a picture. When someone on your sales team makes a new connection in your CRM, have them head over to LinkedIn and connect with that person and while they're there, have them grab their profile picture, download it and add it to your CRM. It personalizes that data. Next, when you're making small talk, capture it. Think about it. Many conversations start with small talk or an icebreaker at the beginning of an interaction. It's often thrown away, but it could contain useful information. For example, what if you asked somebody how your weekend was? It could reveal nuggets like, I went to my kid's swim team meet, or I went to a funeral. Add those notes into the section of interaction. And then finally, follow up. 
Building relationships takes time, but if you send a link to their favorite band coming to town or local news stories about their kids' high school swim team, if done with a purpose and tastefully, it can go a long way to building no like, and trust. Often, a simple gesture is worth more, with no perceived strings, than $250 tickets to their favorite band. But that could be useful at the right time as well. Your customer will go through the journey of no like, and trust. No means that you have to create awareness. If there's a reason to continue that relationship, then you must take time to build the like. The like is where they're searching for educational information about your products or services. But the like happens when you start to be relational and treat them like humans. And then finally, trust is where transactions happen. It could be today, tomorrow, or two years from now. Relationships take time, commitment, and data. If you capture the little things along the way, like somebody's birthday, wish them a happy birthday, their favorite things like sports, food, music, or something they reveal during small talk, can go a long way to building no like, and trust. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>